Can you say cerveza? It's time for the beer podcast, Morty. Worst beer podcast ever. Steve and Adam. Ah, funny guys. Hop Nation USA, beer podcast leaders for over five years. Welcome back, everybody, to another fantastic and very special episode of the Hop Nation USA podcast. I am Adam, one of your hosts. Sitting beside me in a spectacular location we have been at before and we will be again is Steve. That's right. We are coming to you live from Abjuration Brewing because I thought this was the best hub to kind of bring everybody together because we have a very special episode for you because, boy, oh boy, if you don't know the news, HomebrewCon is coming to Pittsburgh. And we thought, you know, as shitty homebrewers, yes, it would be the, it, you know, the best way we could serve it is to not brew beer, but instead talk to other homebrewers who are better. <laughs> Absolutely. We're going to glom on and I hope nobody minds. Yeah. Uh, so with that, we have from Decaying with the Boys, we have Adam Bashline, a homebrewer. <laughs> hey, how's it going, everybody? <laughs> also Bash Brew. Also Bash Brew. Uh, also, you can check out the beer that he brewed with Leaning Cask. Uh, sometime during the upcoming homebrew con, which is occurring June 23rd to the 25th. But I'm sure there's other things around Pittsburgh. You just got to check out, you know, look, look out for the events. Absolutely. Also joining us is Zach, one of the new brewers here at ba- uh, Abjuration. I almost said bash brew. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll steal him eventually. I, I wish, yeah. <laughs> Time for a hostile takeover. No. Uh, yeah, but uh, and we're also joined by Adam Sullivan, who is a home brewer, and uh, he, he is brewing with trash. And all the home brewers you're going to hear tonight brewed with trash, and they won events. They won categories on April 23rd at the uh, big annual trash homebrew event, and they got the uh, uh, the prize essentially to brew with pro brewers in the Pittsburgh area to collaborate on a beer to feature throughout the homebrew con week. Yes, and, and I do want to make one clarification. Uh, Steve said that he brewed with trash. Uh, for those not from the area, he did not brew with literal trash. <laughs> uh, he uh, brewed with trash, which is the Three Rivers Asso- Association of Serious Homebrewers. Alliance. Alliance of, of Serious, serious Homebrewers. I always stumble on the A. It's okay, I'm, I'm, I'm tasked with remembering it. <laughs> it's alliance because i mess it up quite frequently too yeah but uh so uh, bash we went to you for that but like you you have a, a bit of a holding in trash at the moment right you, yeah i'm the current uh sitting vice president mm-hmm. uh for trash and was a big part of the trash competition this year that all the winners are now bringing their collab beers for uh so as part of judging and stewarding the whole day and then there for the award ceremony so we had some killer beers from I would say the tri-state area. I think we mm-hmm. got a little bit, you know, quite a bit from Ohio, a little bit from West Virginia, and PA was well represented. So right yeah, on. right on. Yeah, and I, I saw like if you go through the winners list, you know, there were people coming as far as Ligonier who yeah. are you know coming out here to Pittsburgh to do their collabs. So that's pretty cool. But and what's yeah. nice is we have winners here. Well, yeah, we had, everybody was a winner in the event. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> but it, yeah, everybody won a spe- uh, specific event. So I'll let uh, Adam Sullivan tell us. Uh, what did you win with? What was the beer you won with? And then what did you wind up brewing here at Abjuration? Well, I took, uh, I ended up taking home uh, two medals from the trash competition, a silver for a honey Kolsch and the beer that I was able to work with Zach and 
Tom and Dave on here at Abjuration, and that was a Raspberry Blonde. Ooh. Okay. Uh, what was the story behind the Raspberry Blonde? What what uh, what prompted you to brew that? It started off as a joke, to be honest with you. It it started off with the old saying, "Does the carpet match the drapes?" Which is actually the name of the beer. Um, so it really started with that, and it kind of came together talking with. Uh, at the time, the one guy I brew with, Jason, who kind of got me into home brewing, uh, and really it was just a joke. And I said, all right, I'm gonna make this happen. We're gonna start with a Blondale base and see what comes of it. And it just so happened that I had some raspberry on hand and tossed it in. And that was the first of probably 12 iterations before oh I got to what took the gold medal was was that your your ultimate goal to bring that beer to the competition once you started going through the iterations no. or or Not is this one where you brought multiple uh multiple recipes and that one just happened to be the one to win the category i took the same recipe and just added to it multiple times okay uh, it was little tweaks here and there sometimes it was more raspberry sometimes it was a different hop um I modified the grains a little bit. I, I switched to using what I consider a higher quality grain in Mecca, Mecca grade estate malt. Um, so I used their two row and their Vienna malt and their Pilsner malt and just played with the various, you know, usage percentages of the grist and whatnot and just came to something that was more like a happy medium. And then once I had that down, I started playing with the hops and ended up with uh, Citra and Lavender Infused Cascade. Hmm. Say Lavender Infused Cascade. Yes, sir. I have never heard of that. I didn't know that was a thing. Being a home brewer, and, and Bash can attest to this, you have the ability to play with things. So we, we ended up buying a few pounds of uh, hops from Northwest Hop Farms out of Canada. Okay. And... One was Sasquatch, one was Lumberjack, and then I couldn't get past the lavender-infused Cascade because I've I've made a, a the same blonde base. I had dried heather flowers too mm -hmm. at times, and I was like, all right, so lavender Cascade, they sound like they play well together. So I gave it a shot, and it's a it's a very unique hop in in aroma, mm -hmm. and that's really all it is in the beer. It's just for aroma. Oh, right on. And so. Like, is this coming pellet form or? Yep. Okay. So as a pellet, it, do they just like rest it on a big bed of lavender? They or actually infuse dried lavender flowers into the pellets. Okay. So ah. it gets they pelletize okay. them. They put the lavender in the pellet. Okay, cool. Okay. So it gets ground into it. Yep. And Zach, is this something, is that something you've worked with before or? No, that's like the, uh, the first time that I've personally heard of, you know, a, uh, infused hop with, you know, an, an herb or something like that. But mm -hmm. Definitely uh, something to explore like further. Yeah. So 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 as like a as the new brewer here at uh, Abjuration, it is it uh, like are you're coming? I'm assuming you're coming from a home brewing background as well. Sure. Yep. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So like, is it kind of fun to like take the knowledge that you have been imparted with working with Tom and Dave, and now imparting it to another home brewer coming in when when you guys did your collab? Um, I I think with. Uh, you know, like a, a beer that that wins like a, t a competition, and and Adam said that he's brewed it, you know, a number of times. It's it's more important for um, us to try and keep like the integrity of like his beer than than to try and uh, you know so much like steamroller or you know like mm -hmm. ma make it like ours. Like I I think that the goal is to try and make like uh, a you know a high quality like beer, 
um, but also, you know, to make make an Adam's beer just kind of like on a, a larger like system so more people can have it. Right on, right on. So I guess that, that begs the question back to, to Adam S. I'm just going to refer to you as Adam S because we the That's place is fine. the place is lousy with Adams tonight. Uh, but uh, when you when you brought uh, your recipe over over to Abjuration, uh, were there any tweaks that you had to make based on the system that you use versus what the system that's here? I thought there would be more changes that needed to happen because I do brew in a bag. I, okay. I, I mean, it's a very simple process for me. I basically steep a bunch of grains in some water, pull the bag, give it a squeeze, boil, add hops and whatever, and put it in a fermenter. And I knew that wasn't going to be the uh, it wasn't going to be the case coming down here to brew. So when I came to Dave and Tom and said, you know, here's my recipe and Tom scaled it up, I knew from the get go that I landed in a good spot because they weren't going to sacrifice any of the specialty ingredients that made it a specialty beer. Mm -hmm. So there's in a six gallon batch I make at home, there's a pound of raspberry blossom honey. Sure. Um, there's, you know, two ounces of the lavender hops. There's six pounds of raspberry puree. So coming here and being able to just scale it up to 10 times what I brew at home, there were minor tweaks we had to make to hit the OG, but it wasn't really anything I was too surprised about. So uh, have you been able to, to test and try the, the final product yet? No, sir. Oh, <laughs> okay. All right. So it's, it's staying a mystery for you. For now, for yeah. Now. Um, Zach, Zach mentioned to me that they're going to put the first batch of raspberry, um, probably 20, well, no, yeah, 20% of it in the fermenter tonight. Okay. Awesome. Okay. Right on. And, uh, you know, we're recording this early, uh, this episode a little early, but I, I think it's worth noting that at the actual homebrew con, uh, the Pittsburgh Brewers Guild and Visit Pittsburgh, they're setting up a table uh, within the actual convention. And then that way they'll, they'll be able to both promote Pittsburgh breweries, but also that that's where they're going to be pouring these collaboration beers for anybody who's coming in the town looking to taste any of these. They're going to have those running throughout the week. And, and with that being said, we should talk about the beers that we're drinking right now, too. Yeah. So uh, we're at Abjuration. So that means we're drinking Abjuration beer. Yes, we are. And uh, at least, uh, you know, myself, Adam, and then Bash, we are all drinking the Franconian Lager, uh, which is a 4.8%. Uh, it's a dark lager, uh, but it's you know, similar to a Dunkel, but it's going to obviously, you know, 4.8%. It's lighter on the uh, malt bill and all that. Mm -hmm. I like it, though. It is, uh, you know, I like the dark lager. <laughs> yeah, it's got a nice low 22 IBUs, uh, which is in my wheelhouse. Mm -hmm. It has a nice, like, uh, like a, a watered-down coffee color to it. It does, yes. Yeah. Uh, almost like if you had an iced coffee to sort of set out a little too long. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, and then let the ice melt, mm -hmm. yeah, so. Yeah, not quite as dark as a brown ale, but. Right. right. There, and, like, a good, good caramel note on the malt and uh, finishes great. I, I'm not going to lie, not my first Franconian lager here <laughs> since they released it. So I enjoy this one quite, quite frequently. So, Zach, did you have any hand in, in the brewing of this beer? Uh, yeah, so so this is uh, definitely like a beer that um, like I like came to like the table with. Uh, this was a beer that was brewed like specifically for uh, Lager Jam. And we chose like a Franconian lager, like you said, because it is like darker um, and we kind of wanted to 
uh, you know, be able to like pierce the veil that was and, and, and what we assumed would be like a bunch of, you know, like lighter beers, uh, you know, celebration of, of lager. And, and kind of with this, like, uh, like I said, darker beer, like I said, it was just kind of like a good like palate cleanser and, and you still get like a, a lot of the more like refreshing, uh, um, you know, notes and characteristics that, that you wouldn't, um, you know, most like well-crafted lagers. Yeah, I, I, I really, really like this beer the more I drink it. It yeah. is, it has that really nice caramel after finish, but it's not overly sweet. And it's just yeah. And uh, and for those that uh, like to keep track at home, this is a version 1.0, right? Here at Abjuration, so this is the new hotness. <laughs> <laughs> first time, first time. Uh, but Adam Sullivan, you're drinking something completely different and of very various colors, and could be Skittles, could not be. But that's what that's how Abjuration rolls. They'll they'll give you something classic, and they'll also give you something Skittles. So. Right, and and that's and that's exactly what I love about this place. And um, what I am drinking today, which is probably one of my favorite beers that they have on draft right now, and it's the Candied Sour with Bubblegum, Meyer Lemon, and Marshmallow. Damn, hell of a combination. <laughs> it's it's a great combination. I mean, even just a, even just a little taste. Uh, I, I mean, I've heard that it's been getting some some shitty comments lately, but uh, I, I completely disagree with that. It's it's very well balanced between all three of the adjuncts that are in it. Uh, I think what I like the most is it kind of reminds me of being on a baseball field with like Big League Chew or Hubba Bubba. Mm. Oh, you get okay. that little bit like if they made a sour Hubba Bubba. Okay. You would kind of get that note from it. Or if you're doing Hubba Bubba or Big League Chew and then following it up with Lemonheads candy. Yes. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that makes for a good day. Yeah. I'm just I'm just thinking of like all the shitty candies you could buy at like uh, a baseball, like the, the baseball concession stand. Throw some Sour Patch Kids yeah, in there. Yeah, they always yep. had Sour Patch Kids, Warheads, Fireballs. Swedish Fish. Swedish, Swedish Fish. fish. Yeah, <laughs> big league chew and lemon heads, <laughs> and then cracker jacks. We'll find a way to get yeah. That. <laughs> <laughs> cracker jack might be a completely different beer, but I wouldn't put it past them either. <laughs> it's not hard. It's just caramel, popcorn, peanuts. These are all things that have been in abjuration beers. I said before. we could put that on like a Marzen or something, right? Yeah, Throw it in the Franconian lager. <laughs> there you yeah. go. Yeah. We're That's already brown out of me. Yeah. Uh, so Adam Sullivan, uh, you're. You know, at the homebrew stage right now. Yep. And we talked a little bit just, you know, getting you into the show. Uh, you're saying like you're getting back into brewing, you know, because it's kind of a hard, you know, you, you're on and off a little bit. I am on and off a little bit, but that, you know, that's just the time constraint behind it. You know, having having a child who's in activities and having, you know, a job that wants you to work more than full time hours, mm -hmm. you kind of get lost a little bit in trying to keep things organized. So it, it seems to me now that brewing comes when I can find the time. Like, I'm not opposed to taking a day off of work and either brewing at my house or going over to my friend's house and brewing with him. Um, yeah. So it's it's just finding the time is, is the real issue. Yeah. It, and that was going to be part of my question is, like, because you're also a part of Trash, like, has Trash, like, opened up more opportunities and just, like, maybe – going over somebody else's house and brewing with them for a little bit or just learning without having to do? The meetings are without a doubt very important because the people you meet and the people you talk to, and and, and Tom has said this before and, and it rings so true, brewing for individuals is like a fingerprint. Everybody does it differently. Everybody has their own opinions, you know, so... And, but being there and talking about your process with someone who does 
their process a completely different way, but still produces the same product. It's super beneficial in just talking about ingredients and all of that fun stuff. But I mean, if you're getting into home brewing, do not hesitate to join a homebrew club and go to the meetings and talk to the people and let them taste your beer. They will not shit on it. <laughs> but they will give you guidance. They will give you guidance and they will give you the most honest feedback that they can possibly give. Mm. So don't go into it and, you know, not be able to take criticism. You have to be able to take criticism and that's the way you're going to get better. And right. that's the way I've mm -hmm. looked at it. And, and what every time a family member or a friend or a neighbor tastes something I have on draft, it's always don't hold back. Right. Right. What can I do better? Mm -hmm. yeah. Because I know I can do better. So in that regard, uh, saying being able to do better, uh, is there a particular style that you kind of turn to or that you're a little more, uh, you know, I don't want to say better because that's not the right way to say it, but uh, you're a little more acclimated to? I stick mostly to really light beers. I try not to brew anything really over 7%. Uh, I do have a couple beers that I brew that are 10 and 12% respectively, but they get brewed once a year. Um, I don't brew a lot of stouts because I've had some really bad experiences <laughs> brewing stouts at home. <laughs> All right. um, so I, I, I stay away from those. Uh, I finally gained some traction on my Irish stout. So that's, that's a good thing. Um, but really, I don't hate on any style. I'll brew a lager, I'll brew a sour, an IPA, a cream ale, like anything. I don't shy away from anything. I'll give anything a chance at least once. Spin the wheel and see what yep, happens. Exactly. <laughs> so, Zach, same question, sort of. Uh, obviously, we, we've made mention of the, the, the wide spectrum that abjuration will uh, attempt and go through. It, was any of that, like, intimidating to you? Like, it had abjuration been on your radar as like one of your favorite breweries already and that's what attracted you to come work here oh i i mean there's definitely the uh you know opportunity that that covid presented just just you know getting like my uh like foot in the door and then i don't know just transitioning from like someone who uh you know is like on like the packaging team to uh you know like a brewer position um was like interesting and, and uh there was like a point where i was like I don't know. I wasn't like big into like the crazy like adjuncts we we do. And I was very much like, you know, I I would like to brew like traditional like beers. Like I just want the beers to be good and like drinkable and light and like not like, you know, having like any kind of outside the, the traditional you know spectrum of beer. But, um, you know, a little, a little bit later into the career, I kind of like, you know, just embrace that um, <laughs> th this is, you know, this this is like uh, a place where you know, you can make like crazy stuff and, and, uh, there's not a lot of like holdback and ideas and, mm -hmm. and that's not a place that exists, um, all over and, and, you know, to be a better, you know, brewer and to put out like a product that people like want you, uh, you should like experiment with that. But, um, kind of like round back to your question though, it hasn't been like, uh, like intimidating so much as just kind of like been, uh, like interesting to try and like, you know, keep up with that, uh, like moniker and like, you know, try and put out like weird beers with, with bubble gum and stuff that, mm -hmm. you know, I think like people want, but also like put that out in a way that they'll respond positively. Right. To. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's something, I mean, obviously if you're a fan of the show, you know, we've been at abjuration four times already as shows and, you know, you know, the crazy things they'll do. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, it, it's cool that, you know, that you came into it, you know, not necessarily loving that, 
you, know, you weren't in love with all the adjunct stuff, but also you came to learn to respect how all that can be. Sure. But also you also add your own, uh, you, you add your own hand of cards really yeah. to, to, to abjurations, you know, already wide portfolio of ability. <laughs> so sure. yeah. Yeah. If you're, if you're pushing for, you know, dark loggers like this Franconian, that's cool. I ain't going to be mad about no, that. <laughs> you've got my support. 100%. Yeah. But also, I still need my bubblegum dessert Oreo treats. <laughs> I need both. <laughs> like, uh, you know, the, the bubblegum beer is like one that, you know, once again, I like came up and like pushed for. So mm-hmm. I like it. Like I said, it is kind of like a, a full like embrace. And then, you know, when you're like, wow, we've just put, made like a bunch of like crazy stuff. You kind of get to like blow the uh, like top off and be like, well, I'm going to make like a cream ale this week. So like, everything's <laughs> like right in the world. You know, like we're OK. We're going to get back to like. You know, base. All right. So now Zach is our man on the inside. Yeah. Because this is what I'm going to put to you. <laughs> Get these motherfuckers the brew a Roush beer already. I'm sick of it. Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm a big like Roush fan. Actually. I figured. Oh, yeah. I figured. There's no way you're not going to brew something like a Dunkel and then also just go, yeah, smoky bacon. It makes it better. So I know you're our man on the inside now. Get these assholes. I, I, get, I get think them. like like get fall, <laughs> like fall. That would be like uh, like real good. You know mm-hmm. that that might slot into like an Oktoberfest kind yeah. of a. Uh, yeah. yeah, we're gonna well. have to slide. We'll have to slide up some T-shirts, some stickers, whatever it takes. Cash, no, I don't no, care. Not, no. <laughs> Zach's there, just there wearing. Are no, there are no bribes like occurring. Like, He's right just now, wearing right an Op Nation apparel for no reason <laughs> all the time. <laughs> awesome. Well, uh, yeah, I I want to thank both Zach and Adam Sullivan for coming on, <laughs> and uh, you know, t- telling us about uh, your uh, telling us about the beer that you brewed. Uh, what we can expect from it. Um, Zach, feel free to promote abjuration in any way with uh, websites and uh, social medias. And then Adam, will give you the same chance to tell, you know, let everybody know where they can find you at festivals. Uh, sure. We have uh, Instagram that uh, we're pretty uh, active on. It's at abjuration brewing. And then uh, our Facebook also like uh, we'll post like, you know, stuff in like the similar vein. Um, also like pretty actively once again at abjuration brewing. So, those are probably like the two main places, and then our uh, our website's like pretty comprehensive in like what we have uh, like currently, and we have like you know a bunch of like single cans like you can buy if you don't want to commit to the old four pack. You know, some stuff like scares you away. Like come try it in the single because it's gonna be good. Uh, I think that's about it. Yeah. Right on. And uh, Adam Sullivan, where can people find? I mean, obviously they'll be able to find the Raspberry Blonde both here and at that uh, table at the Homebrew Con. Yes. But where where else can people find your beer? Uh, not really anywhere else. Um, we haven't, uh, I guess you could say, broached, breached the uh, festival scene yet. The first time that uh, our beer will be available to people is at the PA Homebrew Invitational down at Hop Farm ah, in July. Okay. Oh, right on. Um, With the, the breweries in PA guys. Yes, yeah. exactly. So we will be serving down there. Um, we're looking to serve five, five different, well, four beers and a seltzer um, just to kind of get some variety out there and kind of show our chops with with uh, with what we can brew, plus when you have uh, friends who are, you know, gluten free and have gluten allergies, you kind of have to appeal to them as well. So that's hence the seltzer, and those are still kind of uh, not in my mind, but they're still uh, <laughs> they're still kind of popular. Um, but really, if you want to kind of follow the adventure, um, we are on Facebook at Granite Horizon Brewing Company. Um, we haven't posted a lot, but I have a feeling that we are going to have to start posting a lot more. 
So uh, just uh, be on the lookout. <laughs> you, got, you got two medals now. Time to back it up. Like, well, <laughs> time to get an Instagram. That's just this year. Yeah. Overall, um, overall, I think we're up to 17. Nice. And that's uh, nationally, regionally, and locally. Nice. Yeah, that's nice. an Instagram and a Twitter account. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. got to post. Now. Yeah, got to post more. <laughs> All right, yeah, we have we have to do more social media. We're just bad at yeah. it. <laughs> uh, and and Bashline, I mean, why don't you promote Trash and uh, Bash Brew, and you can do whatever right now, and then you can do it again at the end of the episode. Sure, I'll do I'll do Trash <laughs> for right now. So it's the uh, Three Rivers Alliance of Series Hembrewers. It's uh, just if you just Google that, that'll bring you to our website. That gives you the meeting dates. Um, also, if you just put that in your search bar on Facebook, we post everything on Facebook, including upcoming meetings. You do not have to be a dues-paying member to come to your first meeting or even your first two meetings. Come check it out. Um, please, please enjoy some homebrews. Bring some homebrew if you have it, yeah. and you'll get some solid feedback and meet some other great homebrews in the in the scene here in Pittsburgh. Yeah. And, and like you said, you don't even have to live in Pittsburgh because you got a bunch of entries from all over the yeah. state and out of, out in Ohio. So absolutely. Well, if neighboring, it, neighboring County, like you don't have to be in Allegheny County. That's a misconception. Mm -hmm. It is an Allegheny County right, brew yeah. club, but we have guys come down from Butler. People come over from Westmoreland. So yeah. if you feel like it's worth the drive for you, come on out. Absolutely. Yeah. Awesome. Well, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to get some new abjuration beers, and then we're also going to get a new home brewer to talk to. And uh, yeah, we'll continue with the show right after this. First Sip Brew Box is a one-of-a-kind subscription service for craft beer lovers based right here in Pittsburgh. Every month, First Sip will send you a box full of craft beer enthusiast essentials, including t-shirts, glassware, and even food. Right now, our friends at First Sip Brew Box have an offer for you. Just sign up for a three-month subscription and get your fourth month free. Just enter the code HOPUSA when you sign up at firstsipbrewbox.com. That's H-O-P-U-S-A at checkout to get your fourth month free at firstsipbrewbox.com. Com. Welcome back, everybody. Guess what? It's segment two of the Hop Nation USA podcast, episode 253, where we are here live and on location at Abjuration Brew here in McKee's Rocks. Beautiful McKee's Rocks. I'm Adam. That's Steve. What up? He's the best mic in the biz for a reason, people. <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh, but since we are here at Abjuration, it is time for us to have another Abjuration beer. And this one is... Uh, this one is a little more, I'll say, contemporary. Well, yeah, contemporary to what Abjuration gets up to. Yes. What we're drinking now is the Botanical Sour Ginger and Lemon Peel, version 1-6. Uh, it is uh, apparently just a simple base of two-row and wheat. They put a little bit of honey malt in it. And then, they, obviously, ginger and lemon peel. <laughs> so... <laughs> That's it. Yeah. That's I, it. I, I've had a number. They The Botanical Series is something that they've done a bunch of different mm -hmm. uh, versions of. I think they've done one with like rosemary and raspberry or some sort of berry. So, But yeah, they have a whole bunch of these. I'm a fan of ginger and lemon peel, so I said, let's do this one. Yeah. Uh, and uh, at full disclosure, I drank a little bit before we started recording. Yeah. I'm a fan. Yeah. Same. I like it. Yeah. It has all those lemon peel notes that you expect. It's... Uh, not overly sour, though. But uh, there are times where it has just enough of that jaw tingle to let you know that you are having something tart mm -hmm. bordering on sour. So I think it's kind of hitting hitting the mark where, for me, that does like sour stuff. You know, it, it works. But it's not so much for those of you that don't like overly sour things, such as Steve, that it's still quite enjoyable. Yeah. So, yeah, it's fresh. It's drinkable. 
Uh, and the only thing I wish is I just wish it had more ginger. Ginger feels like it's always such a hard thing to get expressed in beers that aren't non-alcoholic beers. Yeah. <laughs> I'm always chasing a good spicy ginger beer. So we just got to keep feeding stickers and t-shirts. <sighs> yeah. Yep. Yep. More bribes to pass around. That's right. Zach is just going to be, he's just going to end up with a Cadillac or something. Yeah. A Hop Nation branded Cadillac. Yes. Not, uh, like, not Mary, just given. <laughs> yes. like a Mary Kay Cadillac, but for Hop Nation. Yeah, it's going to be wrapped. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, it'll probably just be like an 88 DeVille that's wrapped. Yeah. <laughs> I was just going to say an old an old school DeVille yeah. would be perfect. Yeah. <laughs> Big old battle boat. Yeah, make it huge. That's how you get the space on the advertisement. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Get your money's worth. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but this segment, we're also joined by another home brewer who also won medals at the Trash Home Brew Award. His name is Carmelo Medina. Welcome to the show. Hey, guys. Uh, thank you for having me here. Uh, oh, thank you for joining us. Yeah, thanks for coming to us. You came all the way out of uh, Jefferson Hills out by Arboretum Trail. So. Yes. Yeah, the yeah. old Arboretum Trails. Whatever. He still lives there. <laughs> it's still his house. <laughs> There's probably still a sign on the door. Yeah, probably. Yeah. He still probably has all that crazy-ass duck work coming out of the side of the house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like five minutes from him. So Nice. I, I know Ben Stafford. So yeah. Him. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, it, it, like, had you brewed with him and no, did you no, brew on his no. crazy system? No, no. Okay. No. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, we, we've talked about the beers that we're drinking. What beer are you drinking? So, I'm drinking uh, cream ale. Uh, it's pretty, pretty good. It's a hot day today, so it's a nice, easy drinking beer. Uh, pretty malty. Very light, so it's pretty good. Just a good classic cream yeah, ale. It, it is. Yep. Zach nice strikes again. Yeah. Classics. Yeah, that sounds like a Zach thing, maybe. But also, just maybe they're <laughs> investigating a base. Cream ales are a good base for throwing adjuncts in. That's true. Uh, yes, they are. So, I know that. I've yeah. lived that. Right. Yeah. That's your whole portfolio. <laughs> <laughs> One hit wonder, and yeah. it hasn't hit yet. <laughs> the jalapeno is pretty good. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to have to make that yeah. again. Uh, but yeah, uh, tell us, uh, Carmelo, like, what, what your involvement was with going into the Trash Homebrew competition. Uh, how many medals did you win? What did you win with, and what did you brew? So I, uh, my involvement was uh, just basically uh, judging for the competition as a certified judge. So I uh, judged the um, light American lagers, and uh, I think one of the American uh, barley wines, uh, English in English and American barley wine. So, uh, and then I entered six entries, uh, five beers, one meat. Uh, three laggers, so all of them I played. So one of them was the Leicht beer that was brewed at uh, Cobble House Brewing. So Leicht beer is a, it's like a German Pilsner, very light. Okay, okay. Um, like usually less than 4% ABV. So it's very light, easy drinking, easy drinking beer. So. Nice. Uh, and has uh, Scott been able to provide samples for you to taste? Not yet. Yeah. Not <laughs> yet. <laughs> <Just> wanna... <laughs> so it's that getting close, okay. but you know, how close are we? <laughs> I think we're gonna be uh, drinking at uh, NHC uh, Next week, I think. So, okay, yeah. nice. Right on. We're gonna have a head there. Awesome. So with the with the beer that was the uh, was the I'll say the medal award winner. Uh, was there any particular story behind that? I asked that in the first segment. I'll ask you again, or ask you, uh, what what's the story behind that? Uh, how did it come to be? Uh, what's the horror stories if there are any with it? So I I like Pilsner uh, German beers. Uh, I wanted something light instead of like a five six percent ABV beer. So and this is a good beer that you you can actually make a starter beer too. So it's so low ABV that uh, you can increase your yeast uh, that you're gonna pitch on the next beer. Actually, so I use the I, I made the Leicht beer uh, and I pitched the yeast to the Vienna who got a third place on the competition too. So it's like a multiple step batches and uh, okay. for multiple beers oh wow yeah. 
Yeah, that beer, the beer that he brewed at Cobble House was one of the best I had that day. I didn't, I was fortunate (laughs) enough to not have to drive. So I got to try a bunch of stuff. (laughs) That beer was incredible. I was surprised it wasn't best in the show, but it was close. Um, Yeah, can you tell us a little bit more about the other beers and the meat you brought to the competition too? uh, The the other one was a Vienna. It was uh, actually, so I got a... uh, Best of show in uh, Cleveland. I got some malt, a, ba- a big bag of malt. So I used that as a uh, base malt for the Vienna. Uh, basically, straight up uh, Vienna malt, and then uh, fermented with the yeast from the Leicht beer. So uh, I think the other one was a Czech Dark Lager. First time making a Czech Dark. It was pretty good too. Uh, Adam, say the name. No. Say it. No. <laughs> what is a Czech Lager? What is a Czech Dark Lager called? Ah. Uh... It's tomato pizza. Everybody knows that. <sighs> I don't even know. Getting them close. Tomato pizza. Tomato pizza. Yeah. So in the end, uh, the meat was a blueberry meat. Uh, didn't place, but it was. Uh, I think it was a little bit too sweet. So uh, we we got some really good competition at, at the competition. So uh, some people that know how to do good meat and a good beer too. So oh, that's so cool. It's it really hard to. Uh, what I I feel I we only went to. Uh, Pop Nation, Adam and I, we only went to one uh, judging competition for trash. I don't believe there was any mead that year. Is that something that's been coming up more and more often? I think it was a pretty popular category this, this year. year. I yeah. wasn't, I don't know how many entries were in that category. I wasn't near that table uh, no, during I, the day. I don't know. So I think back in 2019, if I remember that competition, well, I think there was only like maybe six or eight. Okay. okay. I think there was a lot more this time. So people are bringing more uh, mead. Uh, so I think the recipes and the online people learning how to sta- do stagger uh, mm. nutrients additions is helping out a lot to to bring the meats up. So mm. good, good meats. Awesome. I assume you're working with like honey from local farms. Uh, no, actually no? from a wholesaler. From the bear. Uh, yep. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, so since uh, I use a uh, blueberry and a lot of adjuncts to it, mm. I, I don't spend the money on, on, uh, on the meat. Basically just, uh, Good, good meat from uh, from any uh, store bought, and then uh, good blueberries and good fermentation will make okay. it uh, good. good right meat. Was right there on. any particular reason why you started going into the into the mead side of things, or is it just a curiosity thing? See what so happens. My, my wife likes uh, uh, wines, and that's like a sweet wine, so uh, she she enjoys that. So oh, yeah. uh, I, I started making a lot of a, a lot of meats for that. So, Makes yeah. sense to me. Yep. <laughs> so in addition to your homebrews with the trash club you're also and you're a part of true which is the other club here in allegheny yep. county you're also a, a beer judge yes so any uh fun stories or horror stories from uh, judging this year so far judging so i was talking about uh i think to tom about a bit of a horror story it's not a horror story but uh getting beers that taste like pool water oh please uh just just Fix your water. <laughs> Use uh, declining air water, filter water, good hour water with like, spring water. It's got your. your so it, if and when you come across something like that, obviously you ha- you have your judge sheet with your notes. Is there kind of a way that you can approach that? They say you have to fix your water. You know, take a look at your balances and stuff like that. Or can you just say it's bad? No. So with with judging on BACP, you you actually. Uh, Try to provide as much as feedback as you as you can. Uh, basically, wh- whatever you're getting in the aroma, uh, the smells, you try to get a, the uh, the graininess of the beer, hoppiness, and, and the levels in each one of those categories. Uh, same with the flavor and mouthfeel. And then whenever you know that type of uh, off flavor, you just 
basically uh, tried to tell them how to fix it and how to uh, improve the beer. And okay. I, I think that's uh, my beer. Uh, I'm glad that I joined the uh, Troop and Trash because my, the people in the, in the club, they'll tell you, hey, uh, you need to fix your water. You need to fix your fermentation or mm -hmm. you have diacetyl. So that helps a lot with my my, my brewing. Uh, since I joined the, the, the clubs, my beer just went went off. So mm -hmm. it's improved a lot. So. So in that in that regard, uh, what is your brewing setup? Uh, do you do a brew in a bag, uh, similar like Adam S was talking about earlier, or do you do a? I do a brew in a bag, very simple setup: one pot, a bag, and that's it. Okay. Nothing, nothing fancy. Uh, buckets for fermentation, uh, and then kegs uh, in a freezer, chest freezer. So that that was going to be my question because it seems is that you're pretty focused on loggers. Yes. Because you brought yeah. a whole bunch to that event. <laughs> <laughs> and then you also won with one. So it seems like you're a logger guy. So yeah, uh, yeah I was going to ask like, how, how are you uh, getting that chill at the homebrew level? But you answered yeah. it. Yeah. So uh, it's a <laughs> big chest freezer and then uh, cool fermentation and then let it ramp up. Uh, should, should do the trick. So. Right. Nice. Yeah, nice. just proving you don't need big stainless steel conicals to make nope. a nope. killer lager. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, he's making some of the best in the city, yeah. pro and homebrew. He's Thanks. he's one of the everybody looks for when he shows up at a meet. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's gonna be a good time. I actually so uh, in the competition, I entered uh, three laggers and two ales, and none of the ales uh, made it out. So uh, I'm starting to brew ales now. So I see if, see if I can uh, improve the yeah, ales. No, so. just stay in your lane. <laughs> my, I do the ales, man. <laughs> I made a popcorn cream ale with a uh, popcorn, uh, so. Uh, and that that's a fun thing that I don't know Adam uh, likes to do puts weird stuff in beer and usually that they're pretty good so that's uh, got a so I'm gonna open that can of worms a little bit more you say a, a popcorn cream yes. ale popcorn cream ale so so isn't popcorn flavoring usually an off flavor that that is a giant red light <laughs> <laughs> so that's that uh, so we we met yesterday at the uh, the trash meeting was here and abjuration so everybody was asking the same question but no it's a butter in the popcorn that gives you the off flavor of diacetyl so okay yes so popcorn is basically the corn and uh cream ale usually you have corn so mm -hmm. instead of like using like normal corn you just mm -hmm. i use popcorn oh okay, okay. So, all right yeah. just make sure it doesn't have the movie butter on it yes, yes. <laughs> then, yes. You, <laughs> then you don't get that <laughs> But yeah, that, that question came up a lot yesterday. Yes. Um, <laughs> do you, is it a diacetyl bomb? It's like, no, no. Just <laughs> do, do you dry pop with the... <laughs> dry <laughs> corn? Dry pop, <laughs> do you add it in the secondary is what I'm getting at. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, I, I did it in the mash. All mash. Yeah, all okay. mash, okay. yeah. Pop all the popcorn. It was a, about a bucket full of popcorn. Got a five-gallon pop uh, bucket. And then I added to the mash. And I act, I had to add an enzyme to it since the, there's a glow conversion from the uh, corn. So, mm. And how much of a son of a bitch is that to get out of uh, the brewing system? <laughs> it, like, is it worse than just adding in regular corn? or It wasn't that bad because the water uh, got absorbed by the corn, that mm -hmm. popcorn. It just softened out. So okay. basically I disintegrated. <laughs> and I, would, I, I, th I thought about the same thing. It's like, oh, I'm going to be like full like, over over getting all, all, all over the, uh, the yeah. pod, but it, it didn't. So it was, yeah, I've, I've never made a whole bucket of popcorn wet to see. <laughs> I, I don't think I'm going to be making that beer ever again. So. <laughs> well, yeah. good. There's a, there's a lane for you, Adam. Oh, you, good. You can make a popcorn. <laughs> now. So, uh, you're obviously pretty established in making lagers. Is there any other styles you really 
enjoy? Like, what's your favorite one? What's your favorite ale? Maybe my to- my favorite ale, uh, non. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Usually a lager guy. Uh, so my, I guess my best, my my favorite uh, beer is like a Munich Dunkel. Okay. That, that's what I usually go for. Uh, I know that locally we have uh, very good uh, Munich Dunkels that won like awards uh, nationally. So I think like Church Brew Works has one, and mm-hmm. uh, Pambury has another one. Yep. Um, so there's room for a third. That's okay. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> you can put yours in somewhere. Yep. <laughs> you can start winning awards for Scott. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So I, I wanted to, to return a little bit to a conversation we had a little bit about on the judging side of things. Okay, yep. uh, you talked about uh, you during this competition, you judge, what was it, four or five different uh, categories? Two categories. Yeah. Two categories. Yep. So when it comes to judging in categories, do you choose the categories you want to go into? Is it drawn you know, names out of a hat? You go here, you go here, you go there. How is that established of where the judges uh, judge particular categories? So uh, whenever you're uh, signing up for the uh, competitions to judge, uh, you got your preferred styles and non-preferred style. So whenever I'm, ju- I'm judging, I try to m- maybe take laggers as preferred and sours as non-preferred okay. <laughs> or, or IPAs. All right. <laughs> this guy's all right. <laughs> this barley wine is like your second preferred. That's what you do. But yeah, a lot of brewers in the area will also go as judges. Okay. And a lot of them will put whatever they specialize in and they're non-preferred actually mm. okay they don't want to seem biased or like right yeah or like the king of right. ipas or whatever yeah. their style is um so the, the trash group tries to you know give the judges what they want to judge what they're passionate about sure. mm-hmm. yep. comes up with that that way you get better notes better feedback right um on each beer yeah okay yeah, I assume like you don't want you know Malcolm Fraser judging your pastry stout. You want him. You want him judging your lager, yeah. so you get good lager notes. Not. I don't know. He was involved in that chocolate oblivion this year, and I almost <laughs> almost had to be resuscitated. <laughs> yeah. Let me let me ask though. Uh, do the noobs to the group have to just take whatever they get? Like <laughs> like are they just assigned? Here, you, I'm sorry, not enough people signed up for the West Coast. You have to go do that. I I think that happens. Uh, So uh, I've judged a couple of competitions and usually I get the IPA. So now I'm like clicking out. I don't want IPA. (laughs) I think I judged like four IPAs in four competitions in a row. So no more. uh, So nobody wants the IPAs. (laughs) Tastes like citra. Tastes like citra. Tastes like homebrew. Tastes like citra. (laughs) Yeah. Awesome. So uh, where where can people find your brews at? Where are you going to be? Uh, like, do you just do the trash competitions or do you take yours out to like more open competitions for so people I, to taste? So I usually do uh, competitions. Uh, I'm doing uh, brewing, brewing Up a Cure. That's the... Uh, nice. Uh, Cystic Fibrosis Charity. Yeah. We love that one. With, with Troop. So um, usually attend that. I usually have a classic style and a weird style like uh, like Adam here. Good. So <laughs> I think last time I did, I had a Hellas Buck Lager and the uh, uh, Coconut Stout. Coconut Milk Stout. Oh, okay. So, right on. All right. So always I'll have uh, hopefully... Uh, Two different styles. Anyways, there. Two tables down for me with that yes. coconut stout that was just. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I think your lemon I, lemon beards yeah, beat me I, out. I, yeah, so. I had a lemon starburst. Yeah, beard. <laughs> that, was, that was good we too. Yeah. Weird over on our side of the competition. Well, are you going to be uh, participating in the brews and PA uh, so invitational be, as well? Judging that. Uh, oh, you'll be judging oh, it. Okay, okay. judging right. that. Yeah. So it was too late. I think they closed out pretty quick. So I, I didn't even know that. 
there was like a competition there. Right. <laughs> so we got to fill out pretty quick. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no, that's I'm, a cool thing. Okay. So I know you're attending Homebrew Con. Yes. Uh, what beers are you planning to bring for probably, the club night event? Yep. So I'll homebrewers bring. Homebrewers get to feature their beer on the first night mm -hmm. um, of the con, so or the second night. Yep. Technically, sorry, second night of the con for the other clubs. Okay. That are attending. So. So I'll bring a, uh, I think I'm going to bring in the uh, Popcorn Ale uh, and then the, I think of Vienna. Uh, it's a kind of iteration of the uh, the one that I submitted to the uh, to the competition. So yeah. it's a little bit more malty. I hope the Popcorn Cream Ale is the biggest <laughs> hit. <laughs> it's probably a one, but. <laughs> so on, on, the, on the Homebrew Con side itself, is there anything in particular that you're looking forward to? Any seminars or anybody you're looking to talk to? Anything like that? Uh, I'm going to be stewarding the uh, whole week too. I tried to get into judging. Uh, I wasn't selected, but uh, I'll probably be helping out and uh, drink a lot of good humber. Uh, I know that uh, a lot of people are going to bring good good beer. So it's, uh, it's going to be a lot of uh, people like, uh, giving like things away and like, new products probably. So I'm probably mm -hmm. looking forward to that. So it's my first time, so I, I don't know. I've never been to. to have you pre-prepared and already like booked a hotel room so you don't have to? <laughs> no, I'm gonna be uh, taking an Uber, so we already uh, scheduled that out. Yeah, <laughs> that's for sure. Uber has to be one of the best things that's come with for beer drinking in the last ten years. Yeah, it's oh, yeah. fantastic. Yeah. Definitely beats out the Randall. Yes, right. <laughs> yeah, or yeah. the DUI. <laughs> beats out the Randall, the DUI, brewed IPAs. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, poor Brute IPAs. They had their moment in the sun. <laughs> well, they had a summer. There was a yeah. summer of Brute. That was about, no it was eight minutes worth of summer. Yeah. And then it went away again. <laughs> if only Seltzer followed the same path. <laughs> it, it, it'll happen. It's on that path already. <laughs> is, is that a line you think you're headed to, maybe? IPAs? No way. No. <laughs> <laughs> Glitter first. <laughs> Hey, but have you thought about seltzer? Like nah. since you're since you're fucking with me, you know it's yeah, it's another thing. No, nah. nah. I, I like the classic stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. What about ciders? That's a I, one I've done one cider. Yes, uh, it was too acid. I, I, my hand went too too much on the acid. But I, I I'll try that. I like sweet stuff, so uh, so I'll probably try that out. Nice. Right just I want to come back to me because I like me, but <laughs> uh, any other styles that you've like fucked with other than the blueberry or is that kind of just like a new did thing a black you? cherry one. So I guess my the blueberry is, I guess, the best recipe I have mm -hmm. uh, won a couple of uh, medals, uh, one of the Niagara, one of my first medal, actually. So yeah, I enjoy the, uh, the flavor of the blueberry, but I had a black cherry, too, and uh, um, strawberry doesn't wasn't that good. So uh, I had a pineapple guava one that was tasting good, and all of a sudden went 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 south. So, uh, so I've been I've been trying other uh, fruits, but I mm -hmm. usually do like fruited uh, meat. So right I haven't submitted. Uh, I think the last one was a trash. So I don't have anything else to submit to competitions. So I'll probably be brewing like making one meat soon. So. All right, right on, right on. And just in general, for you know, like your brewing future. You know, a lot of people, obviously, they, they get into brewing and they do it as a hobby and it just stays a hobby. Is that going to stay a hobby for you? Or are you just going to keep doing it, you know, that way and then judging and just enjoying those kind of perks? Yeah, or probably probably uh, it's a hobby. It's uh, once you make it a, a job or your business, it doesn't I don't think it's, it's a, a too much fun. So probably make it make it a, keep it keep it as a hobby uh and then uh just trying to advance a little bit more on the uh bjcp uh certified certification so right awesome yeah. yeah 
Respect. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I get it. Yeah, you got to try beers for free. Right? Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's free drinking, and you just have the brew one every now and then. Yeah, you get you get the bad ones, but you get the good ones too. So yeah. <laughs> so with that, uh, is there any social media we can follow you on? Uh, any uh, Facebook pages? I usually not on the social media a lot, so I post it here and there with the trash uh, club, and but uh, now I don't don't have any social media. I have it, but I, I don't I don't post a lot. So. Okay. I say, do you have you met the threat? Have you met the threshold of needing an Instagram account with the number <laughs> yeah. of medals that you have won? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. at least an Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> just, just to post it for the looks. You got to put right. it out there. You got to get the clarity up there. And people go, oh, how did you do that? And then you get to tell them. <laughs> I don't know why I'm posting or pushing Instagram so much. I'm never on there. I don't know why either. <laughs> Mm. That's why I stay on there to avoid you. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> don't blame you one bit. <laughs> the two atoms cannot cross. Room for one atom on Instagram. All right. Well, let's come back to the abjuration beer that we're uh, drinking. Yes. Uh, three of us all have the botanical ginger peel, uh, ginger and lemon peel. Uh, you know, my, mine's gone. Mine is too. It was good. Isn't it uh, very fresh? Uh, had a lot of flavor on it. Uh, Bashline, what, what did you think? We didn't hear too much from you. I, I really liked the level of sour. I don't like a, anything very, like, too tart. And mm-hmm. I thought the lemon peel added a nice citrus note, a little bit of bitterness, which I liked. Uh, but kind of your comment at the beginning, Steve, I, a little bit more ginger would have been nice. Uh, but ginger is, I've used ginger in a few humbers and can't ever get enough ginger in it. <laughs> Same. Like, it's, it's a tough ingredient. Same. Also jumping in saying you guys should have the key lime pie instead. And uh, you know, somebody that worked here, we would have told you that. And I'm, I'm glad you guys liked it. I just want to interrupt on, like, you know, what, what, what we did. <laughs> Instead of being blind poured against you guys, like a bottle share. Okay, well. But really? I love you. Uh, just Sorry, that beer being part of the Botanical Series has always been one of our favorites. But that one is a little long in the tooth, as they would say. Fair enough. So, so I do love you. And you guys stuck that one on me. You should have asked what you wanted. I would have given you, like, my favorite kids. Well, we were we were sitting there looking at the menu, and you didn't tell us what to do. <laughs> oh, right on. Sorry, I was, I was too busy master ceremony. <laughs> Round three, so. Round three, so. No, but in that way, I just want to say, uh, uh, yeah, that's odd. Love you. Love okay. it. Botanicals are my favorite. So, like, well, to me, personally, with my, my like, you know, busting an ego, I would say uh, I'm loving that you guys all picked that one because that's, like, my <laughs> – those are my favorites of like what I get to do here whenever I get to like have a little moment artistically. So All right, I'm well, glad that you loved it. So let, let me clearly let me uh, didn't, let me didn't let, hold on, on hold on hold on hold on before you run away. Let me clear the third beer with you then before we get into it. Uh, we're thinking dessert uh, uh, stout with the Oreo and coffee. The dessert stout is very good. Um, hmm. Or do yeah. you have a better suggestion? Well, it's like I'm thinking about you two as drinkers too. So in that way, I'm fine with that. Okay. okay. All, all, right. Right. all right. All right. All right. Well, then you heard it here, folks. Tom okayed us to drink the dessert <laughs> stout, and that's what you'll hear next segment. <laughs> and, uh, you know, but I'll try to sneak a couple key lime pies in them if I can. I just love right, sure, sure. I think all you right. guys are going to miss the graham crackers. Sure, sure. It's so sure, good. Sure, I need sure. you guys to have it, you know? Yeah, sure. I mean, we can have little sips of other things, too. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, with that, though, uh, Carmelo, thanks for coming on. Yeah, thanks thank for you. Uh, telling us all about your beer and what you're doing in the brewing world. And uh, how people can find your beer, because obviously it'll be at Cobble House, but it'll also be down at Homebrew Con. And if you have any other plans, do you have any other plans? Uh, for brewing up a cure. Yep. Brewing yes, up a cure. So, yep. yeah, check out all those places. And, uh, yeah, uh, with that, we're going to take another break. And we'll come back with uh, a whole bunch of beers, I guess, because Tom's going to feed us <laughs> and get us drunk. Uh, and then we'll also be joined by another homebrewer from Trash. It'll be fantastic, and we will be right back. 
You know what pairs nicely with a good beer? A bad movie. And that's exactly what we do at Hops and Box Office Flops, the Internet's premier podcast dedicated to reviewing bad movies and mostly good beers. So join us on a hop-fueled excursion through some of Hollywood's biggest bombs. We've covered everything from the fungus-laden streets of Dino Hatton with the Super Mario Brothers to the oddly horny felines of Cats 2019. You can find our show on any of your finest podcast providers. And follow us on social media at Hops and B.O. Flops. You'll laugh, you'll cry, you'll drink your face off. Thank you for sticking around with us, everybody. This is still the Hop Nation USA podcast. It is still episode 253. Mm-hmm. That's a lot. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of content that we are giving to you for free. Yeah. Zero American dollars. That is weeks Upon yeah. weeks we're of free to, complimentary content. Yeah, we're going to have to change that. <laughs> Subscriptions <laughs> coming soon, you jerk-offs. <laughs> oh, is this going to rough up some people in the streets? Yeah. Give me $5 listen to my podcast. Didn't you hear? We have brewers to bribe, goddamn you. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> there are Roush beers that need to be made. <laughs> How else do you think that happens? <laughs> now loosen them purse strings, Grandma. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, can we not be a show that threatens grandmas? Uh, no, because I just did. I know. So it's did. over it's, and it's gone. Move he on. Yeah. He Move on. Her. He didn't threaten her as much as he shook her down. That's right. Cash <laughs> for $5. It's only $5. It's, it's a okay. real shame if something happened to you. Okay. No, that's a threat. <laughs> no, that's just, it would be a shame if something happened. Oh, okay. It's not a threat. It sounded better the second time. <laughs> it's not a threat. It's a promise. Yeah. Anyway, we are still at abjuration. We are still live. We're still drinking in the tap room and we are still drinking abjuration beers. And with that, the two Adams and myself, we have poured ourselves some yummy, yummy fat time mm-hmm. because it is a dessert stout made with Oreo and coffee. It's on the nitro and it's version 1.5. And yeah, if you can't figure out what it is, like we just told you. Yeah, just rewind 15 yeah, seconds. Throw it down. It's aged on chocolate sandwich cookies to not get sued <laughs> <laughs> and coffee. Duh, we've had plenty of these kind of beers all the time. Can we, this is what the show runs on. Can we call them hydroxios? Sure. There. You can do whatever you want. That's not a thing. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you can call them hydroxums. You can call... Hydroxums. Yeah. You can call them redrox. It doesn't matter. None of those are things. No. Uh, Figure out what the fuck Piggly Wiggly sells and then <laughs> call it that. Piggly Wiggly. <laughs> Uh, but uh, I guess we should talk a little bit on the number side of things. Uh, 6.2 on the ABV, 33 on the IBUs, and uh, very delicious. Yeah, definitely is. Uh, you get a lot of that Oreo sweetness on the back end, but up front, it is black fucking coffee. Yes, it is. I like it. Yeah, same. Super enjoyable. Very dark, um, very roasty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's a treat. Yeah. I like, I like the, the coffee notes on this one for sure. It's a yeah. good breakfast beer. It would be a good breakfast beer. Um, it's it's pretty, uh, I don't want to say thin, because that gives kind of a wrong connotation, but it's just lighter right. yes. than like, you know, a thick ass dark pastry stout that you get a lot of the time. It's not syrup full on, but. Yeah, with it only being 6.2%, you're not, you're not crushing yourself with a 10% pastry on mm, this one. Right. Yeah. You can definitely drink it in the morning and still have a day. Yeah. yeah. You, you can have two before the sugar crash. <laughs> <laughs> That'll get you to your coffee break where you get more coffee and pet back up and get yourself to lunch. Indeed. And then after that, you just coast. And then you coast. Yeah. It's, that's, it's a Friday morning beer. <laughs> <laughs> 
with that, though, we are also joined by another trash home brewer. And this time we're joined by Bill Bickerton. Bill, what are you drinking? So I am drinking the India Pale Ale. It's a IPA version 6.14. It's kettle hopped with mosaic. It's whirlpooled with mosaic and strata. It's then mangled in the dry hop stage with more mosaic and strata. <laughs> the base of two row, which, oh, you know, I got to say it. Go I, for it. I hate when people say two row. It's, it's pale malt because basically most of the grains that we use are two row. But, you know, two row, brewer's malt, everyone knows what you're talking about, but still kind of, uh, you know, kind of <laughs> fucking bothers me a little bit, to be honest with you. So, um, Pale malt, oats, and Vienna malt set the stage. And I think yeah, they are right. The resulting beer is a soft hop, saturated treat with super bright guava, grapefruit, and clementine. And I think I'm getting a little bit of strawberry, which um, I've used Strata. Mm-hmm. And I was uh, I did a single hop beer with just Strata because I was trying to see, hey, how, did this, how does this hop do? It's a newer one. And it's supposed to bring you some strawberry notes. And I was not getting a strawberry, but I think I am getting it with this beer. So apparently they are uh, doing a better job with Strata <laughs> than I did. I, I know just their single hop Strata that they've done in the past is probably one of my favorite IPAs, period. And it's just so bright with pineapple notes, but I've never gotten like strawberry notes mm. on their single hop version. So maybe it's just something a little extra that the mosaic adds that brings out that strawberry. They, they have a good uh, hop Strata G. Oh, 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 you fuck. Yeah. <laughs> you scum. <laughs> I had to get oh. one in there. Yeah, that's fine. So, Bill, uh, you are also a member of Trash, as we've mentioned. And at the Trash uh, Brewing Competition, actually won top overall score. What, did, what does that entail? And what did you win with? Is it okay if I mention I'm also a member of Troob? Sure, yeah. Yeah. Sure. yeah. So, um, so, yeah, I'm a member of uh, Trash. Three Rivers Alliance of uh, Serious Home Brewers, which you've already discussed that, but also true by uh, Three Rivers Underground Brewers. Mm-hmm. I actually entered my first competition last November in Cleveland, the um, Snobs Sob. So I think it's like the S- Southern Society, Northern Ohio. <laughs> yeah, Society of Northern Ohio Brewers. Uh-huh. And their SOB is the Son of Brusilla competition. I actually entered that competition as a trash member, but for this trash competition, I entered as a troop member. I don't think it really matters why I did, but um, but I did. But anyway, uh, with uh, with this competition, I I did the maximum of six entries. And I'll say this: if every brewer, home brewer that entered that competition entered the maximum of six entries, because that was the cutoff. You can only enter six. Mm-hmm. Um, at, at the one in Cleveland, you can enter up to 12. And I did. Oh, wow. and that, <laughs> oh yeah. And I entered 12 entries, and that was a clusterfuck. But, um, <laughs> but with this, uh, with, with Trash, I kind of liked it. It was six. I actually prefer if I only maybe did two limit. Yeah. But uh, still trying to put those beers together. They weren't all different. The um, One of the ones I got uh, a first place was the Rauk beer. It was a, mm-hmm. a Rauk Bach. And again, I'm not sure exactly how we pronounce it because I know some say Roush, mm-hmm. some say lazy. Rock, yeah. Rauk. We're lazy um, and we say Roush, but also sometimes if I'm feeling the gusto, I'll give it the Rauch. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. And we'll see how many tangents I go off on. But the reason, the, 
I, I named that beer uh, This Week in Rauk Beer because there's a um, John Hall who does a lot of podcasts. Um, there's a Facebook group for that, isn't it? Yes. It, yeah, okay, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, might, I might lurk. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, Motherfucker yeah. might lurk. <laughs> well, well you, if you haven't joined, you should join. It's, yeah. a, it's a very active group. But I kind of did that as a tribute to that group. Um, and, I, and I love s- smoke beer. But, yeah, that, that got me a first place. And that's the one that I asked East End if I could brew with them. Nice. Um, I also got a, a first with uh, the Vienna. And that beer, I brewed that Vienna in August. And I still had some bottles left. And I, uh, I cracked one open in like January. And I'm like, oh, I really like this beer. This is <laughs> much better than what I remembered when I kicked the keg. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually thought that, hey, I might have a chance of getting best of show at the trash competition with that one. I didn't. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> still won you but, but first. No, but so. no, but that's one because I'm very picky about beer. Um, including my own very, very picky. But I thought that one was was very good. I actually thought the Vienna would be my highest scoring beer. Um, so with that first, with the, the Rauchbach getting first, I, I had a spiced beer that I didn't even want to make. That also, I, I entered that in Cleveland as well. That got me a third place. It also got me another third place at the trash competition, even though it... Uh, was my highest scoring beer. <laughs> so it got a third with my highest score. Go figure. And then uh, the fourth medal was a silver for a Munich Hellas. Rich, Rich Romanko, he actually um, won this award, I think 2017 and 2018. So he got the brew at East End twice. Um, when he sent me a text message um, telling me that my Hellas got a second, I was fucking shocked. <laughs> <laughs> um but I'll take it, you know. But again, oh, I said that before about if if if, if every home brewer had entered, had put in six entries because they didn't. If everyone put in six entries, I would not have won. I am confident that there were some other brewers that you know they would have gotten more medals. I'm really thankful and so, so and appreciative of it. But so the top overall score comes down to like uh, uh, combining the scores of all the beers that you entered. Uh, no, I, I, think, th- I think it's just the medals. Like you get a three for like okay. a first or gold, whatever you want to okay. call it. Okay. Like, but so three for that, I think a two for a silver and then one point for a bronze. Um, I don't know if they give you any points. If you finish as a best of show, I don't think so. I think it's just based yeah, on just, the medals. It's just based on the medal. Count. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. And that's the turtle Creek award, which is specific to the trash competition. It started in turtle Creek, mm-hmm. uh, neighbor, neighborhood here in Pittsburgh is where the club Originated in 1985. Okay. So we named a, a basically the most prestigious award given, except for the best in show. So, okay. um, yeah, and that it just originated with the original club members in 1985. And yeah, then Bill took it home. <laughs> nice. Oh, and I would give a shout out that, like when you said Turtle Creek, because I think Ed, I don't know if I'm pronouncing his last name correctly, Ed Vadunis. Mm-hmm. Um, he's someone that I've seen over at Fatheads a bunch of times and Pipers, but he recently passed away. But I think he was active in their beginning years. He had he's a really good historian. Yeah. Um, I think he turned over. I want to say he turned over a bunch of pictures to uh, Malcolm Fraser. Yep. Um, who's the um, brewer in chief at the Hop Farm? Mm-hmm. But Trash is um, that's the oldest uh, home brewing club in Pittsburgh, and I, I believe it had a previous name. I don't know if it was like 
Turtle Creek. It, it was something like, it was but something it was something involving yeah. Turtle Creek was the original. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, they, oh yeah, because their initial meetings were, uh, depending on how you pronounce it, that's another one I'm not sure because I, I think I pronounce it Kyoto's, but I think Chiotos or Chiotis. I like, but if you you know if you're familiar with the Homestead High Level Bridge at the end, sure. Down once you cross over on the right was Kyoto's. They had the, that famous mystery meat sandwich or mystery mystery <laughs> sandwich, mystery sandwich, but it was always oh, delicious sandwich. Luckily I got to go there a few times during law school and, uh, but yeah, they are no more. So I wanted to walk back just a little bit. You had mentioned something that piqued my interest and I wanted to talk. Yeah, I know I ramble more. on a little bit. That's like, all right. I, like, hey, yeah. I, I understand completely. <laughs> uh, but you had mentioned uh, a spice beer that you didn't oh. want to brew. What's okay. the story behind that? Why did you brew it and why didn't you want to brew it? Okay, so my wife wanted me to basically do a Trogues Mad Elf clone. Ah, okay. Ooh. So she found a recipe or a clone recipe on uh, BYO.com. So Brew Your Own Magazine. Um, again, there's a lot of good information out there as far as subscription magazines, internet resources for home brewers. So the Trogues Mad Elf, or yeah, yeah, Trogues Mad, Mad Elf, but no cherries, no honey. She's like, look, I'll put together a pumpkin spice blend. I'm like, okay, I, listen, I, and I was, I've got two different brewing systems right now. Um, I'm back to using my 10 gallon because I need to like ramp up making more beer, but I've got a five gallon uh, system in Anvil Foundry, but it's limited as to how much grain you can get in the system. And that uh, recipe is about 10%. Actually, might be more than that, but the way I did it was 10%. It was still really pushing the limits, and it was a pain in the ass. But I didn't want to do it because I didn't want a beer that's 10% on tap. Because, <laughs> uh, as Dirty Harry said, uh, man's got to know his limitations. That's right. <laughs> and uh, If it's there, somebody's got to drink it. Yeah, and and I, a lot of times that somebody is you. And I know I have lots of limitations, but... Uh, so yeah, I did not want to brew that because of yeah having that strong of a beer on tap because I definitely did not want five gallons of a pumpkin spice beer. <laughs> but she's like, um, that's also ten percent. And I, I even though I say that, like back in the day, I was able to get several sixels of uh, Southern Tears Pumpkin. Yeah, and uh, you know that's not a weak beer. And but yeah, I kind of got sick of it because I got too many sixels of it. I'm, and uh, I'm not trying to I'm not trying to put down what you did. And you know, go ahead. You, go you, well, no, because you're you're doing your adventurous thing. You're a home brewer. You're testing your own limits. But can I say how thankful I am that Trogues never got into doing that? Like yeah. they, ne they they never kowtowed to the pumpkin beer spice. You know, you're craze. Making, a, making a mad jack o' lantern. Or yeah, something. making oh, a mad yeah. jack. Yeah, because we all would have drank it. <laughs> we all would have drank it, and we all would have gotten in trouble. <laughs> we can't have that much Belgian throughout the year. Yes, Tom. But their Scratch series is rather remarkable. Yeah, the Scratch series oh, yeah, is great. I'd say, like, I do think they do take a lot of risks at Trogue still, just to, like, oddly tap in because they're, like, my favorite PA brewery. Yeah, I just, yeah, I'm just glad they didn't, like, jump in on being, like, the same as every other brewery, making, you know, <laughs> taking a famous beer that they have and turning it into pumpkin. Oh, for sure. No, absolutely. <laughs> I, I just wanted to say also, like, man, I really do love Trogues. I think what they do is great for Pittsburgh. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, Pennsylvania beer. I'm always used to saying Pittsburgh. But, like, when you look at, like, the effect of Yingling or whatever and, like, you know, how big PA Distro can get. Yeah. Like, you know, like Icy Light and whatnot, as we're going to see with them opening up. Yeah. I think we're going to look fondly <laughs> of, like, Trogues being a very big kid that does great things in our market. Oh, yeah. It's just, like, looking cool to, like, a Distro guy. Yeah. Yeah. I, I am glad simply for self-preservation. 
That's yeah. the only reason I'm glad they didn't do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, Chargers is good. But we're not yeah, but about I, you know, I'll be the dick and say that you know what, like uh, with the people saying, um, if you shit on uh, AB Bev or because you are t- kind of shitting on Yingling a little bit, right? Only, only uh, based off not being like them as a person. But uh, they, they seem nice, you know, for for beer. As far as like we're different ideologically as people, I would say for Yingling. But um, I, I would still say for Pennsylvania, it's good to be everywhere. Like it's good that they have like a, a Florida distributor, and they're I like their zeitgeist in that way. But I would shit on them, yes. Well, <laughs> no, and that's where, and that's where I would say it's like um, it's still a malt beverage, and if it transitions someone into drinking your beer, or like. Absolutely. Because I wasn't drinking. Okay, mid nineties, I was living in Philly for a couple of years between uh, Grove City College and law school at Pitt. I had a Sierra Nevada Pale Ale, and I thought it was fucking garbage. <laughs> I, also th- I also thought Starbucks was fucking garbage when I first had it. That's some and crazy heresy. Like, <laughs> that's some crazy heresy. <laughs> yeah. Going back to like um, some of these other beers. Yeah, I don't know how it works if, if someone's a fan of wine or spirits. Getting them to drink beer, you can. But I think at least if, if they're going to a bar and they're drinking Yingling that maybe has uh, a local beer on tap, they might try it and eventually get used to it. Again, I didn't start drinking craft beer right away. And I think probably my biggest transition into craft beer was Sam Adams. I... I love their Oktoberfest, mm-hmm. um, their summer ale, even their cherry wheat, which, you know, I don't know. I did have some Oktoberfest a couple years ago and it was still all right. But no, I don't like the tactics that some of them use, but at the same time, you know what? There's been a lot of research done over the years by AB InBev that's helped craft brewers. But it, um, there's a saying that yeah. I, I always uh, go back to is that craft brewing is an art. Macro brewing is a science that they have everything down to the absolute gram. Because they have to. Because they have to. Because yeah. yes. the, the fucking Budweiser in Van Nuys has to taste the same as the Budweiser mm-hmm. in Boston. So Yeah. And that you're right. That is, a, that is a feat to be that consistent, whatever, blending their, their different beers or different fermentations together to get that, mm. same, that same flavor and to be consistent. But the craft brewer still has got to use a lot of science. Yeah. Otherwise, oh, absolutely. There's, there's still yes. lo- and, and it varies because, I mean, early, early days of Hop Farm, the, uh, the owner, his wife was a, a scientist at, you know, for AB InBev. So she was able to look at the water profile that Hop Farm was getting. And she was able to look at, you know, yeast profiles and all that. Nice. But then sometimes you have people who are just home brewers who have money. And <laughs> and start their own fucking thing. So, yeah, it varies. It, it very much varies. But yeah, it, it, there's. I would always say there's more creativity in craft beer than yes, there is. Absolutely. Than there is coming out of Van Nuys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is anything good come out of Van Nuys? Mm, I found a Seven Eleven there that had horchata on tap. So yeah. Yeah. All right. Ooh, there <laughs> you that's, go. That's one. There's oh. some. There's some good taquerias. <laughs> that's two. Don't they have a good boulevard? Uh, it's all right. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> so no number three. No number three. <laughs> but so I think we kind of got an idea of like what you like to brew. You're, you're again, lager focused, kind of like Carmelo was. Uh, is there any beer though that would surprise people to know that you're really, really into and like really into brewing or really into drinking one or the other? 
Well, I already mentioned the smoked beers. Um, Black IPA. Hell yeah. You all yeah. talked about the Brood IPA and how that... Uh, yeah, that uh, went away. Right, Black IPA is back, yeah. baby. Yeah. <laughs> it, it'll bottle rocket its ass right out of here. <laughs> no, and I, I did try to do a um, more experimenting to try to get close to uh, Wookie Jack because I, I know what you can find online as far as a clone uh, wasn't doing it for me. So this summer I did do one um, and I didn't put enough hops in it, but I actually ended up in the Cleveland competition and it didn't metal or anything, but it still did all right. You know, like I would encourage people to enter c- competitions. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not always about winning medals. Um, I am not a judge. I really don't feel confident in doing that. I once refed an intramural game at Grove City College basketball intramural game. It did not go well. <laughs> um, I didn't blow the whistle until someone actually, actually intentionally kick trip somebody and when i and when i blew the whistle it's like oh well, at least we know your fucking whistle works <laughs> so judging beer uh, so like a, a live version of nba jam yeah right <laughs> let oh, him play were, let him oh. go <laughs> oh i never ref the game after that i'm like fuck it i'm i'm not good at that part of troop you're part of trash and sometimes you go up to snob um, but is, is there any places that people can find your beer? Like, do you, are you participating in Brewing Up a Cure or the Brews and PA Invitational this year? Places people can find your beer? So, um, Brewing Up a Cure, that was 2019. That was the first time I've ever poured beer for an event uh, for anybody or anything. And I was pouring two beers there. And it was really fun. I, I actually had a black IPA that used a Kvek strain. Hmm. I try to do the my Norwegian my my Norwegian accent there. My wife says my Norwegian <laughs> accent is terrible, but but yeah, I know. I know I do what, a black IPA what, with the Kvik. Whether it's uh, yeah, Kvik, 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 Kvik. But I'm like, but yeah, Kvik. But uh, do fisk. You gotta do it, yeah the quickly. <laughs> I, I don't know, but uh, but that black IPA um, tasted all right, and. I did a Meritson for that, and I know this one guy, he was, I think, filling the water pitchers, and he kept coming back for it, and uh, you were really close. You got, like, second. Um, Dustin got first because, you know, that was a competition, too, where, you know, people were voting on mm-hmm. the basically best brewer for that. Yeah, uh, Dustin and Adam were getting uh, a, a bunch of votes, and, and, and yeah, and, and, <laughs> but I had his two beers, um, and I have one of yours because I think you had, I don't know if that was the Taylor Swift, Baby, I'm a Nightmare, dressed as a... That was it? Yeah. What is it called? Wow, you have a great memory. <laughs> no, no. Actually, I'm a Nightmare dressed as a Daydream. You I just know. remember... Yeah, that's it. But no, no, that was really good. And I had Carmelo. He had a... I think it was a coconut chocolate porter. Yeah, it was really good. Okay. Yeah, yeah, we oh, talked yeah, about that. Oh, yeah, yeah. That, that was really good. And I had a Romanko. Rich Romanko had a... I think he had like a... I don't know if it was Galaxy, but he had a... Pale ale or IPA that was really good. He also had, I think, a lager, a light lager. But no, no, but um, that was a good event. That was my first experience. It pushed me to do better because I had to hurry up, make beer, get it carbonated quickly, and then coming up with a system to um, pour it. So, yeah, I think those things are important. I I do plan on pouring again this next week. I've got a one-hour uh, seminar at HomebrewCon that um, I'm teaching that's um, homebrewing economics, economics. That's Friday morning at 9. I'm planning on bringing beer for that. And then Friday night at 9 o'clock is, the, I think, the uh, club night. Club night, yep. So okay. 
Nine o'clock so, bookends. So yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. I didn't even, see, I didn't even pick that up. But yeah, the nine o'clock in the morning, people start start drinking my beer, and then I'll have it again at nine that night. We'll see. Oh, and the two, um, Municalis. I just kegged uh, that up yesterday, and then doing another like, uh, <laughs> it's either going to be a pale ale or an IPA, depending on whether I add dry hops or not. We'll see. You right know, on. Procrastination. That could. But, be, that might have been my minor. Yeah. Well, if you're if you're listening to this uh, episode and you're traveling in for Homebrew Con or you have tickets and you're going, sounds like you got a plenty of options to get some of Bill's beer yeah. all over the place. Not just at the Visit Pittsburgh table; he'll be teaching class. So you go, go class, get beer. Get there, go to club night, get more beer. <laughs> Unlike Grove City, that doesn't happen. <laughs> but as a person who went to Penn State. That absolutely does happen. <laughs> Sometimes we just had class at bars. Yeah. <laughs> just to expound on what club night is, so Friday night, uh, each homebrew club that's coming to attendance from across the country, mm-hmm. and maybe even neighboring countries, I'm not sure about that. No, it's just across the country. Okay. Um, but they each can bring up to 20 beers. To oh, oh God damn. Uh, so it's going to be a good night for an Uber. Is anybody uh, bringing food? <laughs> I think there's also catering, yeah. Like, I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> Like, Jesus Christ. Cooper is going to be hitting that surcharge hard. Again, it's at the David L. Lawrence Convention Center. So there's plenty of people who've got home. They got hotel rooms. That's true. That's right. So Shoe Leather Express. Fucking after parties in the hotel lobby. I know we can't do R. Kelly shit anymore, but still, that's a great lyric. (laughs) (laughs) And and there are other things going on, too, where like milk the funk. If people like sour beers, Mm. I don't know what night it is, but they're doing something. They're having a meetup. At Hop Farm. Nice. And I I think there may be some other groups, whatever, they're trying to do things. Yeah, I know. So there's a lot of shit yeah. going on. Troob is throwing a, a happy hour at Burgers in okay. Lawrenceville okay. on Tuesday night. Um, right around happy hour time, probably 5, 6 to 9-ish uh, for any homebrewers or people that are just interested in learning about homebrew. I know that's one event that we're trying to do to like kick off the, uh, the whole homebrew con week. Uh, for Troob, anyway. Right on. So I'm part of that club, too. Right on. Tra- tra- trash rules. Trash rules. Sorry, uh, just to mention, <clears throat> the reason for all the different events and all the different breweries is the Pittsburgh Brewers Guild is leaning in very hard on the homebrew con. Oh, yeah. And so, just to, just to remind everybody, if you want to see uh, some great events that are going on during homebrew con, check out the Pittsburgh Brewers Guild uh, website because they have a lot of links there and, and, and visit Pittsburgh as well mm-hmm. just uh, to give everybody a, a, a good direction for events and how to participate. So yeah, they're de- they're definitely uh, planning on a lot and they want to, you know, make it welcoming for everybody who's coming in from, like Adam was saying, across the country. So And if anybody can do it, it's Pittsburgh. Yeah, absolutely. we got plenty of breweries, we got plenty of bars, and then we're going to play- have plenty of home brews. So uh, don't miss out uh, on anything that's available to you. And Kenny Chesney's already gone, so the mess should be cleaned up. Yeah, fuck him. <laughs> but, I uh, didn't get as many calls this year from people. Uh, you know, Nobody so needed any offense. Maybe, yeah, yeah, maybe it was a little tamer this down year. here. Yeah. Tame. With that, though, Bill, why don't you just tell everybody where they can find you if you have, like, social media uh, or a website or, you know, hey, if you want to promote your legal defense, I don't, you know, practice, you can do that. I don't give a shit. Dude. The mic is yours. Yeah, promote yourself well, however you want to. Bickerton Law. Bickerton Law is my uh, law practice, and I'm primarily criminal defense. Started a website, cheaphomebrewer.com. I need to do more with that. At least my wife is telling me that I need to do more with that. <laughs> I don't know. That's pretty good for the SEO right now. Hitting cheap. Wow. <laughs> yeah, cheap plus homebrewer. 
I'm not sure when East End will be packaging the Rauchbach. Oh, so they're going to actually can it for you? I, I I think they will have cans. Ooh. Oh, and nice. And I think as part of the, re- the award, you get a six dole, which... <laughs> <laughs> no, the funny, so Brendan, who had brewer there, when I, when I was there, because I was there for two days, I was there on a Thursday, and then I was there Friday the 13th, so May, Friday the 13th. But when I was there Thursday, I milled in about, uh, I think, 20 bags of, uh, yeah, 20, 55-pound sacks. And it was actually enjoyable. Like, it went quickly. But when I came back there Friday at 7 in the morning, I was a little sore when I had to do the next 10. Because I know Brendan's like, well, because he did one to show me, you know, so I wouldn't fuck up their uh, grain mill. So he did the one. And then uh, Friday's like, well, he was going to do some more. Like, no, 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 I got this. Like, he's like, well, I wouldn't feel like I'm really brewing this beer or participating if I didn't uh, grind up some bags. And like, that's all right. So, uh, so that was that was cool, you know, doing the hard labor for that. But then their equipment, you know, as long as you know how to run it, it's so automated. Whereas mm-hmm. a home brewer, well, you 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 can get pretty automated as a home brewer as well. But I don't have that automation in my uh, kitchen. Cause that's where I brew, but I guess I'll get a six stool of that beer as part of my award. And I know, uh, I don't know what I said to Brendan, but, and he wasn't angry or anything. He just said, Oh, I hope you feel like this is an award and not a chore, which, <laughs> which anyone in home brews, um, it's work. Like mm-hmm. it's, it is blue collar. Like you're working, you're sweating. It's, I mean, I imagine anyone that makes Thanksgiving dinner, that's a lot of work, but when you're done, <laughs> You know, you're happy with the result. You know, you're proud of what you did and you get to enjoy something fantastic unless you fuck it up. <laughs> but um, but no, no, no. But no, it was definitely I learned a lot because when I first went in there just to drop off a, a bottle of my beer so they could taste it, probably to make sure that they're going to like, well, let's see if we really like this beer. Mm-hmm. You know, we might think it's shit and we're going to be like, OK, we're not going <laughs> to we're not going to brew that. But uh, when I went in there, they had music playing. They had the canning line going. There was so much noise. It's kind of. I don't know. I felt a little overwhelmed when I first went in there. So it was cool to just get familiar with that commercial equipment. And and then, you know, you get familiar with the people, too. But, yeah, they've got a really great crew there. Um, great people. Pretty laid back. And, yeah, it was an awesome experience. Um, I mean, I plan on competing again at next year's competition. Um, and I, I doubt that I'll win, but if I did, I don't think I, w- I would want someone else to have that opportunity to brew with them, meet those people. But, um, but that'd be pretty presumptuous to think that like I could win it two years <laughs> in a row. Um, Hey, you can always you know. try. That's right. But, uh, yeah, with that, uh, thanks for coming on the show, Bill. Yes. And, appreciate uh, it. Yeah. Uh, good luck to everything that you're doing as far as home brews. And, uh, yeah, I'm sure we'll be seeing you around, hopefully brewing up a cure and all the other events in the city. Cause we got a whole bunch as far as home brews. It's not just beer fests. That's right. <laughs> no, there is a lot. And yeah, no, I appreciate you. Uh, appreciate you for having me on. It's a great opportunity. It was nice meeting everybody here. And this pleasure. is, and this is my first time being at abjuration and, uh, their beers are wonderful. Yes, so sir. shout out to them <laughs> for hosting this and, uh, Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, with that, we're going to bring Tom on, who is one of the owners here at Abjuration. I'm sure you've heard him before. What we're going to do is we're going to go through the podium, bronze, silver, and gold, and we're going to rank all the beers that we drank tonight. And we're going to end on Tom, 
because these are his babies and he has to rank the beers that he sells. I will go first. Thank you, because I don't know yet. Because it's, it's pretty easy for me. Really? Okay. It, it is. It is. It is. It, right. it, I, uh, for bronze, I'm going to go with the Botanical Sour, the Ginger Lemon Peel. I really like that beer. It was it was bright. Uh, the only thing is it just kind of broke one of my one of my famous arbitrary rules is that I didn't get a flavor that was listed. And that flavor was the ginger. I, I just didn't get enough of the ginger. I love ginger. I eat ginger just, you know, raw. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That's why I need it when it needs to be listed in beers. So I need it to come big. But uh, yeah, it, it just didn't. So that comes that comes bronze. But it's still like a very enjoyable and bright beer. Silver is going to go to the Franconian Lager. Uh, just incredibly enjoyable. It's it's a nice, uh, refreshing drinker. It comes right down the middle, and you know because it's at four eight, you could put a number of those away <laughs> and just have a nice caramelly flavor throughout the day. But of course, gold. Come on, it's a coffee stout <laughs> that also has Oreo. Like yeah, <laughs> mm, mm. a duh. Duh, you've listened to the show, hopefully. And if not, now you know. <laughs> More. <laughs> More, please. Keep yeah. it coming. <laughs> I guess it's my turn, isn't it? I don't know. It's either of the Adams' turns because Tom goes last. <laughs> That's true. I'll go. I'll go. Go right ahead. Uh, I, oh, boy. And, uh, as I'm, always, I'm, I'm going to play unfair too. By okay, the way. no, that's fine. <laughs> uh, and as always, uh, since we're at abjuration, it has to be said: every one of the beers that we had here were fantastic. Not a loser in the bunch, but uh, in the bronze medal position, I'm going to go. Into, I'm going to go against Steve on this one. I, I'm actually going to put the uh, the coffee stout in bronze. I enjoyed it. I liked it. But man, it's a breakfast beer, and that means I'm going to want to drink it at breakfast all the time. And I got a job. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. Late breaking news. Gainful employment. Tom uh, just uh, Tom snuck a beer in on us at the wire. Oh, no. What's this one? Uh, it is their key lime sour. And so I have to revise my rankings. Everything else moves down one and key lime goes right at the top. You oh. get every single fucking flavor oh. in that. Yeah. <laughs> this is why I stopped you, Adam, because now you have to revise your rankings. Uh, yeah. You get every single flavor. This is the best brew made in the sour series, probably, and yeah, maybe like I would say in the quarter, if not like six months. Yeah, oh, so that's why I was like, you got me. I mean, to to rank the beers you've had here would be cute, but it would miss, <laughs> it would miss like the what I think is the all star right now of, of that. Uh, showing off again, this is one of Zach's beers. Uh, so he started up about four months ago, and he's just been really smashing the hell out of it. Can't can't say enough about how much I. I think the the beers of a condition are a tradition, mm -hmm. if not just accentuated what we're up to. Yeah, the, yeah, it, 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 you're right, Tom. It would be like ranking superheroes without including Superman. Yeah, so. this is a this is a 15th round haymaker. Yeah, so new gold is smoothie sour. <laughs> sour uh, yeah, the smoothie style sour key lime cheesecake. You get every single one of those flavors of key lime cheesecake. It's got a creaminess, despite it being, you know, just a. a relatively clear and golden ale. Mm -hmm. uh, and then you also get a fine graham cracker taste to it as well. So new gold uh, back to Adam in the newsroom. <laughs> well, I guess in my copper position, would that be correct? Since there's copper tin. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Copper, yeah, copper, yeah, in the copper, we'll copper, yeah. copper yeah. tin, do whatever. Yeah, yeah. Cop copper. I'm going with the coffee stout. I talked about that. I got a job. I can't drink it in the morning every day. So it gets the copper position in the bronze metal position i think i am going to go with the ginger lemon peel sour 
Uh, I like that, but I also agree that I could use a little more ginger. Yeah, we all wanted more ginger in it, and that's like the, the one tragedy of that beer is it mm-hmm. just didn't come up. I think it was the – we had a little issues getting enough surface area out, I think, was the thing. So the, you got to – some of these ingredients are – they're natural. Like, we use real ginger. So it's like, you know, when we did the lemon peel on the um, – bubblegum beer we just did i was like you know zesting and peeling lemons yeah. you know what i mean you're squeezing lemons so a lot of it's just like you know our best efforts so when you when you, when you, you get like 70 percent instead of 100 like we'll get you next time yeah. You know? yeah and it's almost like dealing with jalapenos you never quite know how much For heat sure. you're gonna get you know yeah. from pepper to pepper and i'm sure it's same thing with the ginger from root to root yeah. You don't entirely know what you're gonna get i'm rooting for a hot stout in the very short term so yeah, we'll see what happens go on uh but in the silver medal position Oh yeah, I uh, yeah I got I got to go with the uh, Franconian uh, lager. So good. I like that one. Yeah, drink I, it all the time. I am a big fan of that. That is one that I can just have every day. Come home from work, crack one open, feel good about my life. Uh, that that is a good everyday beer. I'd like it. Uh, I put it up there with your with your uh, your amber uh, that you all always have on tap. One of your OGs. Yeah. I love that beer. And this yeah. one's right up there with it. I would say it's, uh, it could be done in that same series. I think it would be the Franconian. I think it's just, it's, uh, the maltiness is just enough to really take it to that, you know, near, near, like, I don't know, like strong Brown, mm-hmm. yeah. but, but still finishes lager clean. And it's it, glorious, it, yeah. Glorious. It's lager clean and it just has that good, perfect amount of sweetness to it without getting into a, a, just a sugar bomb. It works just right. But unfortunately for all the other beers that we uh, drank on the show, well, this key lime came in and just, well, just wrecked the competition. It's, it's the it's graham gold. cracker. The, you get it's gold. The, I mean, I, I, this is the second time I've had the beer myself because mm-hmm. I don't normally drink the sweeter beers. But in this way, I'm jumping on the grenade for myself. As I <laughs> but um, I normally had like an ounce. But um, I love lime so much. Love key lime pie. Mm. And the graham cracker comes so forward. And I really think... As we're going forward, it's like, you know, everybody's like, the high beers are doing their thing. And like, we've now, we now know the new beer drinker and what everybody wants, mm-hmm. you know? So we're like, everybody's getting more controlled and it's fine. People are calming down, but there's still <laughs> like really gangster ass beers to be made. Yes. <laughs> and so this is one of those like, hey, by the way, yeah, okay, sours exist and we all get it now. But have you had one that like lit you up? Cause, yeah, uh, right. you know, this is, this, this is a, this, like you said, a haymaker. This is a firecracker. This is the neighbors are all up and, and anxious. The dogs are barking. <laughs> yeah. This is a good beer. It's a really good beer. Mm. And uh, at this point, I think um, with the new outdoor setting here, we're only being even more unignorable in that way. Mm-hmm. Like there's a lot yeah. of noise out west. What's going out west? Yeah. Like what, yeah. Why aren't we out there? Yeah. You know, and, and, Uber and, in, Uber out. Right. Yeah. In, in get a way, to the rocks. Yeah. In a way, you get back up from all the other breweries that are opening up in this area. So. Yeah, it can only help you because you Lincoln Ave is dope. I yeah, mean, Lincoln Ave is dope. Uh, Grant's from, a great human being. They're, yeah. they're, they make great beers. They have great food. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Fermat is making a lot of noise. And then mm-hmm. you know, if you co- if you become a stop on somebody's way out to one of those places, fine, because you're still a stop and people are still drinking here. Yeah, yeah. whether on their way in or out of the West. So yeah, and uh, well, that that puts us into we'll have a, a best news ever category later on. We'll talk about that. Oh, sure. Okay. Sneakers, not not Seeky sneakers. But because uh, things have become very apparent once we have to we have to pile, file with the PLCB every time we open a location. So 
it's kind of important to like yeah. it'll be out like within the next <laughs> few seconds i hope you know what i mean like as soon as we get the paperwork <laughs> put like, in on it, so. not really setting the hook anymore just throwing it out there <laughs> yeah, we, yeah yeah we're, we're looking at a second location here in the next couple months so. sure if you want to put that out there and yeah. if you want to just for everybody you know no you yeah. know we don't need to like draw it out sure if you listen to the podcast this deep you, you've earned it sure yeah, yeah we don't, okay. we don't hurt your feelings i like anymore. that i like that yes so, <laughs> if you listen yeah. long enough you learned <laughs> and we thank you we thank you for even being you know yeah. you know all the things Oh, thanks, Tom. Uh, let's go to Bashline for his rankings. Awesome. I guess off the podium in fourth place, thanks to this late arrival, uh, the botanical sour is going on for me. Again, love the freshness of the lemon in that, but mm. the ginger, mm. we've all repeated it. Yeah. The ginger just wasn't quite there, but a great sour nonetheless. Great lemon. Come get it. Um, in third place, I'm putting the uh, Oreo coffee stout. Um, great coffee flavor, which is one of my favorite flavors, especially in a stout or a porter. Um, and the Oreo cookie came through at the end. Mm-hmm. Everything that was promised, nice and light. Can drink them in the a.m. Great. Third place. My former first place that got bumped down to second is the Franconian <laughs> lager. Um, because, again, yeah. uh, it's one of those you think it's going to be malty and overly sweet, but it stops just in time, crisps up, lightens up, mm-hmm. gets off your palate, gets you ready for the next sip. Yeah. I think it's nearly a perfect dark lager. Um, so, and it's only falling to second because <laughs> this key lime pie sour that we got treated to is taking the gold. Um, again, like what everybody else said, especially what Steve said, you get that cream cheese, the graham cracker, the lime, and it's not a smoothie color or texture mm. on your tongue. It is it not is a light is, and is not a gloop glop some bitch. Right, right, yeah. right. And yeah. it should be. Every one of those adjuncts should gloop <laughs> it up. <laughs> and right. None of them glooped right. it up. Uh, yeah. So I think it's not only does it taste great, it appears amazing. It smells amazing. It is by far yeah. first place. Right on. Congratulations on this beer. Yes. Thank you. Well Thanks done. Very much. Yeah, I, I didn't mean to like bugs bunny my way in to the conversation with it earlier, <laughs> but uh, I had to make sure that it was represented because it, it, uh, I would call it like abjuration labs at this mm-hmm. point. It's just off the cuff. Cause I didn't clear with corporate, <laughs> but like, you know, the, the fact that we, our adjunct game is so deep into the method with what Dave's always working on the next product the next new thing and we have a very hands-on style of putting the things in and how we do the things but uh i think right now if, if you're coming here regular you're getting it as good as you've ever gotten it mm-hmm. like the hoppies show up really our hop game now is the best it's ever been mm-hmm. uh i don't know i was in the the atmosphere is now the best it's ever been right on. Like you guys were here when it was a cave yeah 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 we've been here since day one so right, yeah right. <laughs> literally day yeah. one yeah, yeah it's king's landing yeah. you know what i mean it's king's landing. It's like it's way open now it's cool yeah. you know what i mean we have ships it's cool. yeah it's nice yeah. um bashline why don't you give everybody like your socials where everybody can find you where everybody can find your beer what, sure. a, what events you're going to be at so yeah uh we will be at club night as uh with the trash group uh, we'll be bringing a pink starburst milkshake ipa for all you adjunct lovers and then a Super solid, super clean cream ale that's traditional into the style. So you, you can see a little bit of uh, what we do for both. Then we will be at that Breweries and PA Homebrew Invitational in July, uh, July 16th, I believe, at Hop Farm. So uh, tickets are on sale now. Get them. Um, there's going to be a lot of great homebrews there. I've seen the lineup. You will not be disappointed. Nice. Um, and then you can find us on Instagram at bash underscore brew. And then the podcast decaying with the boys is decaying WTB uh, on Instagram. And Twitter and, and all the and, and all Twitter the things, and Facebook and everything things. else. So check that out. Give me and my uh, podcast partner, who's the leader of the operation, a listen and give us some likes and some listens. I'll trade you peeling Starburst labels off. 
by the hour for podcast time. <laughs> okay. So I'll take that because I have no fingernails. So right. It was a You're struggle. welcome. Yeah. That, that's, a, that's actually a three to one offer. I should do, right? right. I'll give you 37 minutes of podcast for three hours of label peeling. And you'd be like, I love him. What's <laughs> a deal? <laughs> right. Exactly. Right. Uh, can I have it like an in installments or just take it all at once? Because like, I have three beers for one. It sounds like Tom's going the reverse way. He's leaving Probering to go homebrew with you. Yeah. Okay. You know, I mean, it, I, I don't know, man. I like, you know, being collaborative and artistic. We started as, I mean, we're just making products. I mean, the size of the brush doesn't matter. <laughs> the I, format doesn't matter. Can I offer a compromise? Can yeah. you peel Starburst while you're podcasting? You definitely could, but you could. It might get I a little would, noisy in the mic. Yeah. <laughs> I would suggest not, but that's Especially just when me. I pop every fourth one into my mouth and chew on it while I try to talk, it's not going to be good. So most yeah. of these arduous things, like so, I did cardamom pods the other year. Whatever. It, was, it was for the we did a botanical sour, the one before this one that was uh, strawberry, cardamom, and lavender. And I had to get the pods because they didn't have the seeds, and mm. I had to toast the pods, grind the seeds. It took me three hours. So you got to get in. It was horrifying. <laughs> Not good. Bad moments. Great beer. Scored great. Everybody loved it. All right. Well, but, but the problem was, is you don't want to have, you have to get into a Zen state for those things. You don't want to like be doing something else. You want to just like, let it be the mm. nightmare that it is. Yeah. That is your mission for that time period. All right. Well, with a uh, great beer on the mind, now's your time, Tom. Time for you to rank the four beers that we already talked about. The four beers. Uh, well, Lemon yeah. Lime comes right off as my gold mm -hmm. because uh, that beer, I think, really just proves what we've been up to here and like where our, our program is right now. Um, Franconian Lager, be number two because I drink a lot of it. You know, it also falls into the idea that we get definitely branded a lot within Pittsburgh's beer culture as being the people that are like just throwing weird things into beers like frogs <laughs> and <laughs> unicorn tears and, and magic candy farts or whatever, you know. And we actually really care and we i think have a great traditional beer program here and you guys have been on board for all of it you know i've, I've wowed you with the the phobos uh the multi-bomb yeah. brown ales before like in the before times yeah i, I mean <laughs> you know, i don't know I, five I, years I, back <laughs> yeah i don't i don't know if you heard it but like we were talking about like just your single hop strata ipa no oh, yeah it's just yeah. like one of my favorite ipas yeah. period and yeah. it's one of the most simple beers yeah but it's it's so well made. So yeah, you guys do crazy off the wall shit, but you know your traditional stuff is good as well. Like you know, Adam loves your multi amber ale. That so, series is seminal to us at this point too. We're uh -huh. like, I'm, I, we're nearing on twenty variations of that mm -hmm. one point blank series of the yeah. multi amber, and uh, a lot of our beers here now are, are you know they say you don't do flagships, but. Your soul is a flagship in that way. Like, you know what I mean? There's a ship of the brewery that goes down the line. Bash Brews has been doing Jojinator and all the Jojinator-esque-ness mm -hmm. for so long. That's the soul of his product. Right. And, you know, the, the whole thing is tied up in the, the, the identity of the branding, the whole thing. And at this point now that, like, we have other people working here and we have a crew of people, I really loved that I got to lead with Zach. Like, it was great. Zach's put a lot of work in here. He totally understands everything. He's been like, like just amazing to us and everything. So for us to be able to like move into like what we consider like big kid brewing and like we started off with one barrels and you know, it was horrifyingly like small. And now we're like finally around the corner and everybody that you were here with the whole time can't say enough. Thanks to you guys for being here. Everybody was here with the whole time. It's like, and we're like in the middle, you know, we, we have, there's so much more coming and where we're up to and the, so, like, uh, the, the, the whole hot take part about our second tap room is, like, 
we just had to go through this big process in the North Shore or North Side, I guess they call it. Like, cause we're trying to go across from Randy Land. We have a build out going on there. So we have to put in for the, like the permitting and that'll be our second tap room is going to be there. So that's, it's not a firm announcement, but it's definitely like the first time people really talk about it, but we have to lean in, but it's going to be a couple months away still. And it could always die like everything in brewing. You always hear like, Hey, I had a thing. And you're like, yeah, you did. <laughs> and then they shot it in the face in front of you. Oh yeah. The thing. They yeah, also the did thing. that. Right. So, yeah, but right now it's definitely something we're on the edge of like, and if not, then like the beer garden here has just been such a, a blessing. The lights are on now and I can see it and we got the, you know, we're going to do some limited shows as we go through the summer and whatnot because we're still building it out and uh, the hops are doing great. Dave's really happy for the hops. He's such a hop daddy. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like, I mean that in the D-A-Y sense. <laughs> right? And, uh, he's always had a good green thumb and it looks great out there. It's just, I don't know, we're finally getting to the, the vision we wanted when we started the place. So anyway, and the third position <laughs> I would put. Damn, that was good. I didn't even have to remind right? him. <laughs> sorry about that. I would, uh, I'm sorry I remember the beer name. We'll see. Uh, <laughs> we'll see what no, the I, would, I would actually put the uh, the BSR there. The um, I enjoyed very much the tartness of the botanical sour, even though the ginger was more of a belly warming. I I, I still think the beer itself was like on point, and uh, it's it's really held up so amazingly well for its age, at four months out to have that much clarity of flavor, that when you guys blind picked it, it stood up. Yeah, that's one of our beers. Mm -hmm. uh, to me, says a lot for that beer and deserves the the higher category of the of the four. And then the fourth would be the other one, which I didn't mention and I forgot. <laughs> the Oreo? No, the Oreo. Yeah. So I don't normally drink all the sweet beers. So I only had that one like a bit. And I thought the Oreo was really nice. Um, I don't know if I think myself personally that I'm more a whore for sweet because mm. I don't drink sweet beer. So mm. I always think like I I've been watching sugar from afar for so long because <laughs> I don't like it, it's really I mean, it's my own personal problem, I guess. So but I really like the that beer and it's just such a pain in the butt to pour on nitro all the time. So maybe I have a, like a gripe on it for <laughs> like being the bartender on it. But so that way I'll put it in the fourth position. But I love it, too. It's I think, it, like you said, it hit all the flavor notes mm -hmm. and to just keep it coming, yeah. you know, in that way. So, um yeah, for only being 6'2", it hits all those flavor notes. Yes, it and that's yeah. pretty, Quite well. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty nice. All right, Tom. Well, yeah, thanks for having us. Yeah, well, thanks for having us and letting us bring all these yahoos in here and talk about homebrews and shit. Uh, but, you know, take the time to promote abjuration. Of course, we already had Zach do it at the top of the show, but you go ahead and do it again. You know, I, I just can't say enough again about Zach and what he's been doing here. Um, Dave's on vacation currently. He's actually getting to be the family man I always say he is. So, um they're going to the big D where the, the magic mouse. So I'm super happy. I thought he meant Detroit. <laughs> oh, no, no. I'm from Detroit, actually. My, my family's in Detroit. Yeah. Big Mike's there, too. Yeah. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, you know, and uh, yeah, my brother's a cameraman in Detroit. So his family's been living there for like 20 years. And he's a, so I go there all the time. I do the Michigan beer festivals. All the people Ooh. in PA, not a far drive. Four hours, great hotels. Go. There's three of them a year all over Michigan. And those beers you can't get, there's 300 at a time. Mm. All the different breweries. There's mm -hmm. tons. Road trip? So, yeah, road sure. trip. I'll, sure. Hey, I'll, we'll hold hands. I'll meet you there. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? like, we'll do it like the Wizard of Oz style. We just like skip up eight mile. You know what I mean? Uh, not, not, not actually near eight mile. It's in the center city in the fall, but you get the idea. That's a digression. But um, 
So where were we? You're promoting <laughs> websites. Oh, our, my business and like what I live for. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Abjuration Brewing. We're on all of the various socials, Twitter and Instagram. Uh, we're taking a little hiatus on the newsletter for a little bit because we got to make more beer and things are getting like a lot more intricate with Dave and all this time and my time. So um, we just want to say thanks to everybody who's been uh, untapped is real. And we thank everyone who ever smiled on us on there. <laughs> and it really means a lot. So when when you're at home and you crack one of my beers and you think good things about me, I think good things about you. So thanks for drinking our beers at this point, And we love you, too. So awesome. we're going to make as many weird things as we can. Yeah. And uh, we'll make normal things, too. And so, Neat. Uh, see you in the future. Neat. <laughs> and we have, may have plotted things in the background on you. But yes, we did. <laughs> yeah. If you want to find us on social media, all you have to do is search Hop Nation USA. That'll get you Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And if you want to listen to brand new episodes of the Hop Nation USA podcast every Friday, as you should, then search Hop Nation USA on your favorite podcatcher, Stitcher, Podbean. Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, anything that starts in pod, ends in cast, Spotify, Listen FM, it's all there. But if you're on any of those platforms, leave a five-star review because... We are a six beers submitted in the trash competition, but they only let us use five. <laughs> and that's a bigger crime than Tom sneaking in a fourth beer at the buzzer. <laughs> Guilty as judged. Especially when it's one that good. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. But, yeah, thanks again to Tom. Thanks again to all the home brewers. Thanks again to Adam Bashline yes. for helping us out. And, uh, you know, leading us down this path to trash and promoting Pittsburgh and all the thing, good things going on for Homebrew Con. You know, again, June 23rd to the 25th, you can get tickets or you can just go find fucking events that are happening. It's all, it's all out there. Just walk around just swinging your arms around. You'll hit a home brewer. Just start yelling. Point you in the right direction. Yeah. Just start yelling, where can I get one? I want a beer. I know a, I know a brewery that has 120 recipes on its website, abjurationbrewing.com. <laughs> you can search by category and style and you can make them. Grain unit hops just for the home brewers back there. Not kidding. It's yep. true. I've yep. seen it. We've seen them. We, uh, one of us used one. I will neither confirm nor deny that which one me. of us that. It was me. It was me. I took their tea base to yeah, make a, my own tea. It's a beer a month for 10 years. After that, you got to work here. And uh, stop on it. <laughs> oh, I'll keep it up. <laughs> make, keep it up. <laughs> we'll make you wash something. That's I don't all want it really no job. <laughs> stop it. So with that, uh, thank you again, everybody. We're going to be back next week with something. Yep. Bye. Bye. <laughs>